Welcome to my new r slash podcast, where you can listen to the best Reddit stories, now available on Spotify. Spotify isn't just the world's leading platform for music. It's also the best place to listen to podcasts like this one. You can find podcasts on every topic imaginable. Movies, cooking, technology, and, of course, funny Reddit stories. And if you like to listen to me on your long commutes, you can download episodes to your phone to listen anywhere. You can also share what you're listening to with your friends via Spotify's integrations with social platforms like Instagram. And for all you choosing beggars out there, I've got good news. You can do this all for free. You can find me by searching r slash in the Spotify app or by browsing podcasts in the Your Library tab. Drop a follow so you never miss one of my podcasts, which come out every other day. Now, let's dive into the podcast. Welcome to r slash choosing beggars, where people argue that if you don't give them money, it's literally just as bad as murdering them. Our next Reddit post is from Tamoza. Looking for girlfriend? Post your applications below. So, I'm a freshman physics major, but my brain is so good that I focus all my energy on schoolwork and don't have any time to meet girls. If you're below a three, don't bother. I know my type. If your SAT score is below a 1000 1600, don't bother. I'm not expecting an intellectual equal, but not looking for subnormies either. ACT and IQ equivalents are also acceptable if you haven't taken the SAT. If you can't afford a good prosciutto, don't bother. Culture is a must with me. Other than that, I'm not too picky. QD Asians preferred, but I don't discriminate. I might write up an application at some point, but for now, just make up your own. Good luck. So to all the hot, rich, intelligent Asian girls who are watching this video, lucky for you, I've got the link to this post down in the description. So you should be able to track down the original post and put in your application. Our next Reddit post is from Sardonic Killer. There was some cis user that was messaging me, telling me how they are a trans ally and that they participated in trans pride days and stuff and supported other trans people. When I told them to donate money to my PayPal if they were such an ally, they said that they couldn't. I'm pretty good at calling out these people's BS. If you aren't purchasing our meds, paying for our transitions, or donating money to us, you aren't a real effing ally. Stop pretending. If you are refusing to do things we ask you to do, you're just as bad as transphobes who commit hate crimes. F off. Yep, sounds right to me. Not giving a trans person your money is literally the same thing as murdering them. Our next Reddit post is from a long string of numbers. And in this post, OP is giving something free to a stranger online. Okay, sure, when do you wanna come by? I can come by Monday next week if that works for you. Sure, just remind me. I don't really feel that is my role here. If you set an appointment, I believe you should honor that by writing it down. And if you can't remember, I don't feel it is fair to make me travel far to pick something up of yours. I don't mean to offend, I just feel like if this is the case, I'd rather you come to me in case you forget. I won't be reminding you as I am not a personal assistant. I think the best response here would be for OP to say, well, I won't be giving you this stuff as I'm not your personal shopper. 
Our next Reddit post is from Chest of Memes. Raffling off an opportunity to do a photo shoot with my car once it's done. You don't get anything but the honor of photographing my car. 54 tickets at $100 each. I need to see a portfolio of your work before I'll accept your bid for the raffle. Clicky boys, no iPhones. <laughs> and for those who are listening and not watching, this car looks pretty bad. And asking for 54 tickets at 100 bucks each is a weirdly specific number. I have a sneaking suspicion that this guy needs $5,400 to finish off his car. Our next Reddit post is from create a new account use. This just happened 15 minutes ago. I'm still here. I've been homeless for a long time on and off most of my life. Early childhood, we would have days not eating for a couple of days at a time. I enjoy food. On a break from chores, I decided to go to the park to get some McDonald's and enjoy some people watching. Stuff I did when I was homeless. As I was walking up to the entrance, I saw this lady asking people at the drive-thru if they can get her a sandwich. Naturally, they said no. I stood there for a while before I decided to say F it and get her something, so I called her over. She thanked me and in we went. I ordered off the dollar menu because it's pretty much all I get and I think it's the tastiest things on the menu. I told her she could get one of the meals if she wanted. She ordered a number one, then started to order more meals. I interrupted and told her, please don't do that. That's when she pointed to these guys in the parking lot and waved them to come in, which they did. She told them that I'm being greedy and didn't want to buy them meals. I told the cashier, I'm not paying for anything anymore. That's when they also start saying that I'm being a greedy fat F and started to get in my face. Lucky for me, the manager looks like he just got out of prison and was looking for an excuse to F somebody up. He got the other guys to leave. That's when the woman went back to ordering stuff off the menu. I told her I'm not buying her anything anymore and told the cashier I'm only buying things for myself. She complained, but eventually left after the manager came back. Sorry for the plain writing, but I am proud of myself for finally having the courage to say no. I know what it's like to be hungry. It's hard for me to say no in these situations, but I'm glad I did it. This kind of feels like a scam to me. You get the woman out front to rope someone into buying them a meal, and then as soon as they agree, you bring in the other guys and peer pressure them into keep going with it. It's honestly kind of clever, but I'm glad OP shut them down. Our next Reddit post is from Hubert1. Free stuff, downsizing our travel trailer and need to purge some stuff. Take it all for free. I'll take the red spoon, flippers, and the pink cups, but do not want anything else. Looks like it is all in worse than gently used condition to me. But I need you to deliver it to Buck Lake for me. I think your husband had some bricks he was going to deliver, so maybe you guys can arrange something. If you are not willing to deliver, please don't waste my time. Oh, she said, please don't waste my time. So I guess she's being polite. Our next Reddit post is from Josh, you are right. This is in response to a free refrigerator post. We'll pick up tomorrow whenever you're free, mate, and thank you so much. I will be giving it to my sister. She needs one, just move to blank. I think someone already has dibs on it, sorry, but I'll definitely let you know if it falls through. Oh, thought I was the first that contacted you. Well, I will be reporting you. 
Go ahead. If that's seriously your response to something that was free, then I'm glad someone more appreciative took it. F off, you bundle of sticks. Our next Reddit post is from Karate Kid 1984. So look, if you can't help, then just keep scrolling, bud. Got no time for losers or hackers. I need to go back to work, but my car won't start. I don't have money to fix it. Anyone here a mechanic? I won't pay you if you're only helping me out on Facebook, so don't even bother asking. Here's the problem. When I put the key into the keyhole and turn it, it makes a sound like gra gra click click, and then the stereo comes on. <laughs> and then the stereo comes on, but the car won't start. Sometimes it sounds like hiss clunk clunk, but only sometimes. The stereo played the same song twice now. I get knocked down by Chumbi Wumba. Someone walk me through fixing this now, please. I need to go to work soon. You can't possibly expect someone to walk you through the complexities of first diagnosing the problem and then fixing it based on written sounds, can you? What did I say? Blocked. Same thing happens to me whenever Chumbawamba comes on the radio. That's your problem. Have you tried playing Pearl Jams? Our next Reddit post is from Kerpoopal. Need help with babysitting, 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. every day. I will pay you $10 per day. Please contact me. Note, you must have your own car since I live far away from any bus stop. My kids only eat home-cooked meals, so you must be a good cook. You may only use ecological ingredients. I don't have time to shop in the evening, so you will have to do the shopping and bring the groceries with you to my house and cook. So that's $1 per hour, including weekends, to babysit, cook, and shop. This literally won't even cover the cost of gas to get to this terrible job. Our next Reddit post is from Meskarok, who brings us our first ever foreign language choosing beggar. And for context, the choosing beggar messages OP, who is a baker at 10 p.m. on a holiday. Hey, I need a cake. Hello, good evening. How are you? I need a cake right now. Today is a holiday, dear. We don't open today. For F's sake, don't do this. This is urgent. What kind of cake do you need? A small, simple Moana-themed cake around three kilograms, dolce de leche flavored with plums. Ma'am, that's impossible. It's 10 p.m. on a holiday. We don't exactly have those kinds of cakes ready to be delivered. If it was a cupcake, I would make an effort to help because we have some in stock. But what you're asking is complex and takes time. You need to order it in advance. Mixing flowers and eggs is complex. If baking a cake were just mixing flour and eggs, everyone would do it instead of bugging people late at night on a holiday. You could have just said you were lazy. How unwilling. It's my daughter's birthday and I forgot. I just remembered. You forgot your daughter's birthday and it's my fault? I'm sorry, I can't help you. I hope we can help you some other time. Go F yourself, jerk. If I needed it some other time, I wouldn't have asked today. F off. This is your problem. Take your arrogance and F off. Go bake your own cake for your daughter. I don't have to sit here and take flack from strangers this time of night. 
You're lazy. This is why I hope you aren't successful. I will never recommend you to anyone. You don't know how to do business. Darling, by not recommending me, you'd be doing me a favor. God forbid I have to deal with someone like you. Good night. I wish you the best. Stay away from me and go piss off someone else. Wow, how snobby. Somehow it's comforting to know that across all cultures, we're all united by having to deal with stuck up choosing beggars. Our next Reddit post is from Loading Experience. So my grandfather passed away a few years ago and my grandmother was left with the house and three hectares of land to her name. A few months later, my grandmother's half brother, whose wife was also dead, sold his apartment in the city and moved with my grandmother to help her out as they've been very close for as long as I can remember. Our families used to be very close and my grandma's brother was super nice and a cool guy. It's just that I never had much contact with his grandchildren as they were living on the other side of the country. Last year, my grandmother also passed and me and my two brothers were each left with one hectare of land to our names and the house was left for me. Since we were all very close, we let my grandma's brother to continue living there since after selling his apartment, he really didn't have anywhere to go and he didn't want to move to the other side of the country with his kids. Not to mention the house itself had almost no value and there were other houses in the village that were standing on the market for years with no interest. So spring came and my grandma's brother also passed away and it's during the funeral where this absurdity begins. I was smoking outside the church when his grandson comes over and immediately gets down to business. The conversation went something as follows. So what about the inheritance? What do you mean? My grandpa's part. Didn't he buy you a car and give you money for a down payment for your apartment? Yeah, but he sold his apartment and gave me money. It wasn't inheritance. I'm talking about inheritance of the house and lands where he lived. Well, the house and the lands belong to my grandparents. Your grandfather had nothing to do with it. You can feel him getting irritated. But my grandfather lived there, so surely it also belonged to him. We let him live there because he didn't want to move. He never had any ownership. But what about all the help he gave to your grandmother? Surely he deserves some reward for being so helpful. It doesn't change anything. The house and the land have belonged to us for more than a year now since it was my grandmother's. He deserves some part of the inheritance and I will be demanding my rightful part. Dude, you got your part when your grandpa sold his apartment and gave almost everything to you and your mom. He lived here so the part also belongs to him and his family and we will be making a claim. Dude, there's no claim to make. The inheritance is already claimed. We will see about that. And it's been a few months now that he's been bothering us on Facebook and on phones about how we stole his inheritance. 
Dude, just because you live in someone else's house for a while, that doesn't mean you suddenly own part of the house. That'd be like saying anyone who watches a YouTube video therefore owns part of that YouTube channel. And that's just ridiculous. That was r slash using beggars. And if you enjoy my content, please, please hit that subscribe button because I am so close to a million subs, I can taste it. And it tastes like Dolce de Leche cake flavored with plums. We'll be back with more r slash content right after this short break. Welcome to r slash pro revenge, where an employee gets his terrible coworker fired. Our first Reddit post is from Bored Hotel Worker. I work the night shift as a receptionist at a hotel in Norway, and most nights are spent watching Netflix and playing games. Last summer was really slow, and I also worked a lot extra, so I ran out of stuff to watch and games to play. One night, I got an email from Scooter. He wanted to book a room for almost 20 days. I just had to send him the price and confirmation that we had rooms available, and he would then send me his credit card info for me to pre-charge. Normally, we just delete this kind of email, but I was bored out of my mind. So I responded with an offer for around $2,000 for the entire stay. I also made sure to inform him that he could cancel for free up until the day of arrival. This is probably the most common fraud attempt in the hotel and travel industry. Unlike most businesses, we're able to charge credit or debit cards with only the card number and expiration date. No need for a PIN code, CBC, or other authorization methods. Our software also allows us to deposit money directly to local and international bank accounts by using the card number. Because of this, jerks like Scooter will try to prepay with stolen and skimmed cards, but then cancel the booking, asking us to refund the amount to a different card. A couple of hours after sending him the offer, he responded with a visa number and told me to charge him as soon as possible. I checked the card with our validation software, and to my big surprise, it didn't belong to Scooter. If validation succeeds, it will return the card owner's name 90% of the time. I sent him a new email stating that the card was declined because of insufficient funds. He quickly replied and gave me a new card to try. Guess what? This one didn't belong to Scooter either. Wasn't even the same person as the first card. By checking the bin codes, the first six digits, I found which bank had issued the cards. Not even issued in the same country. My plan was to just call the banks and inform them of the attempted scam, but they were still several hours before I could go home, so I decided to screw with Scooter a bit more. I sent him a reply that the second card went through, and also the reference number for his stay at our hotel. As expected, a couple hours later, Scooter sent a mail canceling the order and asked if we could refund the money to a different card, as he had lost his wallet and deactivated the card he paid with. The card was issued from a Polish bank. Not sure why, but Polish bank accounts are often used by people who want to launder money from bitcoins and drugs. You can buy a legit card for around 500 bucks that is registered to some guy or girl in Poland from Darknet. At this point, Scooter was probably pretty happy about the $2,000 he would soon receive. I replied that it was no problem for me to transfer the money to a different card as long as it was valid. How fun would it be to also cancel his own card so he had to spend 500 bucks for a new one? Not fun enough. In the last email, I wrote that he could send me the card number, but that our email server would go down for maintenance in a few minutes, so my boss would do it on Monday. 
It was now Saturday morning, so enough time for the charge bank to call us and reverse the transfer. If he needed the money right away, I told him to call the hotel before I ended my shift at 7. He called almost immediately, and I wrote down the card number and his phone number. I told him I transferred the money and that it would be in his account by 12 o'clock. My shift ended, and I went home with all the info Scooter had provided. I wanted to see if I could find out who he was, and of course, this idiot had an open Facebook profile that I found using his phone number. He even listed his address and employer. Looked a bit like the artist Scooter, but with an even uglier face and spiky hair full of gel. He lives somewhere outside of London in an area I would describe as a British trailer park. Houses that were nice at some point, but where the owners had spent zero pounds on maintenance since it was built. Trash everywhere and broken windows that were boarded up or fixed by sealing holes with garbage. Now to the fun part. According to his Facebook profile, Scooter worked at a hotel. This meant that he would have access to card information from guests that booked through sites like booking.com. I called the manager of the hotel and told him there was reason to believe that one of his employees was trying to commit credit card fraud and that the card numbers could belong to their guests. I gave him the name of the people who owned the card Scooter tried to pay with and to no surprise, both had stayed at the hotel. I told him it was Scooter and the manager just exploded in anger. Not 100% sure what he said because he was screaming so loud, but I think Scooter wasn't a normal employee. He worked there through some kind of government training program or something. After talking to the manager, I called both Visa and MasterCard International and told them about Scooter's little business venture. Apparently, it's pretty easy to check if there are more cards that have been involved in fraud, where the cards have also been used at Hotel Scooter. With his Polish deposit account, they would also be able to pin it on Scooter if he had been successful in scamming anyone and sue him for the amount stolen. The police also called me later to get a statement regarding the whole situation. So I know the manager reported it to the police. I'm not sure what happened to Scooter, but according to his Facebook profile, he no longer works at the hotel or anywhere else as far as I can see. Man, the OP in this story is making me feel bad. When I get bored at work, all I end up doing is watching YouTube videos. <laughs> this guy shuts down a scammer and saves innocent people from getting screwed out of 2,000 bucks. Our next Reddit post is from Tidy Neat Throwaway. I had taken over running a small development team of nine for a relatively big company. We were there for basic, quick little bits of software that wouldn't make much sense to outsource. Web apps that quiz employees on policy, fancy interactive projects to show off at conferences, or just an extra pretty PowerPoint, etc. The guy I took over from ran the team like we lived in the 1980s. So I brought us into the modern age and surprise, surprise, within a few weeks, our team was finishing projects left, right, and center. I won't go into it here, but if any tech nerds are interested in how bad it was, I'll reply to any comments. Everything was going great. My coworkers would take smoke breaks and listen to music. Our internal clients were kept up to date with their projects, and my boss thought I was some kind of software prodigy as productivity had gone through the roof. Honestly, this was more indicative of how bad it was before rather than anything I did. Then comes Dick. Short for Richard, of course. Now, you know Dick. 
you probably have a dick at your office. They've been there too long to fire and delight in slapping people in the face with their seniority, regardless of whether or not they have anything to do with you. First, he sends us a project and marks it critical, as in, everyone stop what you're doing now. This needs to be done yesterday. I politely send him a message and ask him if I can move it down to medium priority, as there was little to no time limit and we had other projects to deal with. He replies, no, it needs to be done now. Get to it. I'd like to remind everyone that he is not my boss and has no authority over me or my team. So I CC my boss and the other department heads who we had projects for at the time. Hi all, hope you're enjoying your day. Dick has asked me to work on this project for his department. However, he wants it to be done now, which would delay your projects. Would that be okay with everyone? Turns out that's a no, and I downgrade his project. Now, Dick starts to live up to his namesake. A week or two later, I check our Trello, task management software, and notice Shia, a fantastic programmer and great person, was falling a bit behind. I go to ask her what's up, and she looks like she's about to have a panic attack. I ask her what's wrong, and it turns out Dick had threatened to fire her if she didn't start working on his project immediately. I calm her down, let her take a break, tell her to start working on her regular projects, and to send Dick to me if he gets uppity. I then fire off an email to Dick and my boss reminding him that, one, any threats of termination need to go through me and HR first. Two, who works on what projects and when is determined by our schedule and myself. Three, if a project deadline is moved up, I should be informed directly, not via my team. Turns out, Dick is infamous for making threats like this, but because nobody took him seriously, I was the first to remind him that he had no authority over other departments. I didn't find out until later, but apparently he had a meltdown at the boss about how incredibly disrespectful I was. He tried to file a formal complaint, but it was rejected because doing my job properly isn't actually a problem. Who knew? At this time, I accepted a better job and was going to put in my notice. But I wanted to wait until after our latest project, let's call it the Ninja Report, was done as it was a big deal for my team. This Ninja Report was part of a presentation by a company bigwig, the boss's boss's boss. And it was marked critical, so all of us were working hard to make sure we did a good job and got it in on time. Now, finally, we get to the revenge. I'm plugging in a switch under the desk when someone taps me hard on the shoulder. Just a minute, mate. I stand up and stare directly into the red face of Dick. <laughs> Erect with fury and ready to expel his rage all over the office. Oh, I hope this doesn't get me demonetized. I'm not your mate. You need to learn your place in this company. Blah, blah, blah. As this grown man is screaming at me in full view of my team, it suddenly dawns on me that I get severance, have another job lined up, and really have no reason to deal with this. I want my project done now, he continues to yell. Now, I could have told him about the ninja report. I could have said a lot of things, but I just smiled, looked him in the eyes, and said, as long as I'm working here, the schedule isn't changing. 
Predictably, Dick responds, then you're fired. I grab my things and leave. As I'm leaving, one of my team comes up looking like a deer in headlights and asks what they should do. Easy. First, I want everyone except you to stop working on the Ninja Report. Second, at the end of the day, send an email to the boss and the bigwig. Let them know what happened and explain that the Ninja Report is going to be a week late. See you all for drinks Friday. I wake up bleary-eyed the next day to a call. Hello? It's my boss. Hi, look, I'm sorry about what Dick said. He doesn't actually have the authority to fire you and the Ninja Report can't be late. We need you to fix this. Oh, I'm sorry, I've actually accepted another job, but don't worry, I figured this would happen. I asked one of my team to work on it privately. If they start working on the Ninja Report again, they should be able to get it done on time. My boss tried to get me to come back, but I made it clear that wasn't going to happen. I recommend one of my team to take my job and thank him for the opportunity. He's pretty cool about it, confirms I'll be getting severance, and tells me I can use him as my reference. Friday drinks roll around and we have a lot to celebrate. The ninja report was done on time and given everything that happened, it made my team look great. I got a new job, teammate got a promotion, and Bigwig was really eager to learn why his subordinate, subordinate, subordinate fired the lead of the team he picked himself and nearly tanked the project. I'm <laughs> I am proud to report that the office is now 100% dick free. OP is so skilled at removing dick that he should change his username to Lorena Bobbitt. Our next Reddit post is from Sting2018. I work in sales and we work as a team. I have an assistant who helps me get leads and sets appointments. Well, this one particular assistant and I did not get along at all. This particular assistant kept going to my boss behind my back to report every little incident, which is really effing annoying. Part of my role as a senior rep was training. However, this assistant was a former business owner and knew how to do the job and didn't need no help. Well, the appointments the assistant set up had an 80% no-show rate, which is insane. In the past, no-shows would be around 25-30%. to Not only that, this assistant would constantly argue and bicker over everything, which was really frustrating to deal with. The assistant also created their own lead card and tracking system, which completely sucked and stuff fell through all the time. Furthermore, about half of all contact details provided didn't actually work. But what really irked me the most is this assistant constantly sucked up to my manager about all the great things they're doing. My manager was in love with the assistant and kept preventing me from firing the assistant and replacing them. Now, our company had a little known policy. Three ethic complaints in a 12 month period and you're fired. Here's the deal though. For a customer to file a complaint, they had to go to a specific page on our website. So very few complaints ever got filed. One day, I roll in 10 minutes late. My assistant had called my manager to complain that I was late. My boss asked me why I was late. Keep in mind, we didn't clock in or out and I would often come in early or stay late. To come in late once in a while was no big deal, but it was annoying to know that my assistant had a habit of constantly going behind my back and ratting me out on top of their sucky production. We're supposed to be a team. 
I asked to do a review of the assistant's leads. We got three leads deep and my assistant huffed and puffed and said the leads belong to them, not me. And it's none of my business. Actually, it is. They then called my boss to complain about my behavior because I was pushing them to complete the lead review. My boss called me and I straight up told him he needs to give me the authority to fire this assistant or I'm going to force his hand. He told me I needed to learn how to work with my assistant. So I pulled up all of my assistant's leads and began dialing. One thing that would justify an ethics complaint is opting in a lead for a call when they didn't want to be called, which I suspected I could find at least three instances of. I called all of the leads and got nine people who straight up said we never intended to be opted in to be given sales calls. To which I replied, oh, I'm really sorry to hear that. We actually have an ethic complaints page for such a situation. Would you like me to forward you the link so you can file a complaint? It would really help us ensure this kind of thing doesn't happen again. Within 48 hours, my assistant had gotten five ethics complaints. My boss called me 72 hours later. OP, it's really strange. We've gotten a slew of complaints about your assistant. Did you have any part in this? Well, you see, my assistant refused to conduct a lead review with me, so I called all their leads for them. On a few occasions, the lead claimed they didn't intend on providing their information for sales calls, so I simply sent them to the link to file a complaint. My boss said, yeah, well, now I'm forced to fire the assistant. I simply smiled and said, oh, that's really unfortunate. I'm so sorry to hear that. He confided, I guess you won this one. I said, not a problem. I'll go ahead and post the new job ad. My next assistant was much better and way easier to work with. That was r slash pro revenge. 